it is 4 a.m. in New York, 10 a.m. in Johannesburg, and 1 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to In Transit with Sunday Bean. I'm an intercultural strategist, transformation facilitator, and solution-oriented coach. And I'm on a mission to help you adapt and succeed through any life transition. If you know me, you know I love birthdays. I am big on celebrating because to be honest, if you don't celebrate, no one is going to do it for you. And by the time this episode goes live, I will have blown out nine candles in honor of my business birthday. June 19th, 2013. I walked away from a signing ceremony for my business with a dream in my heart. And as I speak to you right now, I am honestly humbled to think of what I've been able to experience and and build since then. If I'm really honest with you, it was a lot harder than I thought. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie, really. But it was also better than I thought. In other anniversary episodes, I've shared my learnings and we'll make sure that we've included some of those in the show notes for you. But today, I want to share or celebrate by walking you through a process. And I hope that it will help you as you work toward your goal, the dream, and your heart. And I'm going to be really transparent. I'm going to share with you what I used to do and what I've started doing that really makes an impact, right? And Oh man, <laughs> I, before we dive in, I just want to say when you hold that goal in your heart or that dream in your heart, keep in there the fact that if you do the work, if you stay committed, if you stay creative, you too can be celebrating in nine years. You too can be celebrating in three years, right? It's sometimes when we have a dream in our heart, it feels safer to hold that dream there than actually try to make it happen, right? There, you got to like put some skin in the game. <laughs> and I just want to encourage you to take whatever you have in the ideal realm and, and get ready to bring it into the real world. Because if I can do it, you can do it, right? So let me let me dive in. I want to share with you a little bit sort of in honor of these nine years. I can't believe that, you know, when this goes live, I'll be nine years in a day stepping into my 10th year, right? I think back to what I would, to get me started in my business, I started with the end game. And the end game is what I also teach my coaches and the coalition to get clear on what is it that you want to be saying? What's your end game? And so this doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel like it has to be forever. Just pick a time frame. So when I started my business, my end game was about 12 to 18 months out. I think I wrote the end game, oh, I don't know, March 2012. And I knew by March 2013, we would be... Would we already be in Burkina Faso? I think we were going to be just on our way there, closing up Switzerland, moving there. And then six months later, I would be into my time in Burkina Faso. So I picked like 12 to 18 months, end game. So what's your time frame? What is a time frame that you're looking at that's meaningful for you? And for me, my end game was to 
leave my corporate position well, get my website set up with my services, clearly communicating who I was, and have one of those cool opt-ins, like a freebie that people could get to join my newsletter. That was my end game. I wanted to have my legal ducks in a row and have some sort of brand identity, right? That seems simple. But to be honest, I had to do a lot of deep work to figure some of that out. And that was my end game. And once I reached that, I had to write a new end game and then a new end game and a new end game. And at one point you start to think, do I need to change the end game instead of it just being bigger? Do I need to shift direction? So one of the places that I think makes sense to start is actually the end. I got really clear 10 years ago, actually, before I started my business officially, what my end game was. But my end game was focused on a period of time in the future. I didn't say like when I retired. It was more like, hey, when I have a business I feel proud of that I would define as successful. So when you're looking at a big goal, a dream, something you want to create, whether that is for your business or it could be for your family, it could be uh, something for, I don't know, your personal development, your spiritual development, a relationship, whatever that is. What is the thing that you could say, hey, if I get there, that's exactly where I want to be. So that's the end game. And for my business, I had to pick a time frame. So let's say in the next three to five years, right? Pick a time frame in the next three to five years, I want to be saying that. And then I had to fill in the blanks. How do I want to be feeling? What do I want to experience? Who do I want to be serving? What do I want to be doing? Right? I mentioned this a little bit in our last episode about the importance of a vision, right? And that vision has to come from you, not from the outside. You know that about me when I talk about ambition. Ambitious has to be defined outside of external scope and scale and defined by you because it's you that have to make it happen. It is your life. It is your values, your context, right? Especially in business, a lot of people get wrapped up around this idea of six figures. I have clients who are like, I don't want a six-figure business. I just want to make a couple grand every month so I can live a beach life, <laughs> right? Like it really has to be defined by you. So what's your end game? Pick the time frame. For me, it was three to five years. And then answer it. What do you want to be saying that you've done? How do you feel? Who are you serving? And what have you experienced? And then write it out, right? That strategy, naming your end game, has served me for years. But here's the thing. I, my end games were just getting more expansive. They were getting more international. The revenue was going higher. I was serving more people. I was also making contributions to communities that were underserved, right? So my end game was like a balloon that was small and kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But at one point I was like, hmm, do I need to just keep adding air to this balloon or do I need to do something different? And here's what I want to share with you that I've learned. Oftentimes when we do the end game exercise, and I'm not the only one who talks about the end game. There are other people out there that talk about it. It is a contextual. What I mean by that is it's outside of your context of your current lived experience. So now I'm a big fan of the end game still, but I encourage you to go a little deeper, to get a little truer, 
to yourself, a little closer to your lived experience, right? And what I believe helps you do that is ATT, right? Where are you at? Your ambitious transformation in transition. And if you do that first, it will impact the quality of your end game, right? So I'm going to walk you through ATT and give you a little bit of insight on my ATT and how that impacts my end game, right? As an example for you to think about how does it impact yours? Okay. So I have got, all I have is basically chicken scratches here on a piece of paper that I'm going to read to you when I did this process for myself. And this is a process. It's like an operating system I constantly have going on in the back of my brain. And it helps me like a GPS. It helps me recalculate so that I can keep working towards what's important to me, but not lose sight of what is. Okay, so if I'm in an ATT, where am I at before I revisit this end game? Here's what that looks like for me. So if you know my work, you know ambitious transformation transition. I always have you start from the end. Start with what is in transit, right? Transition first, because this is the water we're swimming in. It is the context that is pushing and pulling on us that impacts everything. So first name T. Where are you in transit? And for me, when I look at that, I mean, there is this global transition we're going through. I've used the word Weltschmerz, I don't know how many times in the last few months. Weltschmerz is the pain of the world that you feel when we look at the mass shootings that happened in Texas and Buffalo, the war in Ukraine. It is hard to not feel Weltschmerz right now. It obviously has a toll on our energy and our hearts. It puts everything we do into perspective and helps us reevaluate where do I want my money to go? What causes do I want to speak up about, right? Do you see how when we're focusing on the bigger picture, it does impact our core values and the, where our priorities are? So for me, I've been thinking about all of those topics and they have been weighing on my heart. Other places that we're in transit, my family is literally in transit from South Africa to the U.S. on the way to Switzerland for a new phase of our lives. Not only is that geographical transition happening, my husband is transitioning into a new job. My One of my sons is transitioning from middle school to uh, high school, if you want to call it that in in German, Um, transitions into a new school system, a new language context. I, myself, will be transitioning into a new language context. So those are things that are in transit. Uh, Something also family-related, we're going from being renters to homeowners, and that means we've been renovating at a distance. There's a level of responsibility that comes with that and the level of joy and stability that it brings, right? So all of those things, when I look at in transit, all of those are happening at the same time. Have I mentioned that I'm in my (laughs) mid-40s and my body is changing? Have I mentioned that my parents are in their 70s and my relationship with them is changing in terms of how many precious decades I have left with them, right? I have nephews that are growing. All of those things are in flux, right? So for you, if you want to get to an end game, 
go out wide and look at where is your life in transit, right? And then it helps us with the next phase, with transformation. Remember with the work that I do, there are three types of transformation, internal transformation, external transformation, and performance-led. And it's really important to just pause, pause and listen. Where am I feeling an internal transformation? Where am I feeling an external transformation? And where is there something performance-led, right? Pause and listen, because maybe they are quiet whispers that are important to pay attention to that should be in your end game, right? So when I went through this exercise, I was surprised because if you know me, you would probably guess that transformation is high on the performance-led category. But actually this time, not. There is an internal transformation going on that I can't ignore. And I'm pretty sure it's connected to, you know, the last few years of COVID. But there is a calling I am feeling inside. Like many, I miss face-to-face. I miss face-to-face trainings. I miss um, being in an office with other people and like sitting across from them and having a meeting, probably because of the nine years of having a location independent business. I miss traveling for work, exploring new places, not just for vacation, but with an objective that has to be met. I miss peers, um, people who introduce new ideas to me. I wasn't seeking, but I'm grateful that I gained. Uh, And I missed, this is something what I've discovered, I missed forced learning. (laughs) Let me explain. I studied Spanish at the university. I studied communication and rhetoric. I had no plans to learn German, Swiss German, or French. But it was forced on me because of how my life context changed. I am so grateful that I learned that, right? There are skills I've learned along the way that had nothing to do with my choice, but were forced upon me to learn. And I'm so grateful. And those are the things that I'm feeling. I'm feeling this internal plug, you know, as an interculturalist, I talk about, you know, intercultural competence development and maintenance and transitions that other people are going through. But because we've been relatively sheltered in South Africa because of the security situation, because of our life context, I'm hungry to dive in to new contexts. So I need to honor that. Those internal transformations need to be embedded in my end game. I didn't choose those. I didn't like select the box. They were coming from the inside. And I'm listening. External transformation, you could say, is our move, right? That our destination was chosen. We did have some say in it, but there was a there was some external, and now we are adapting to a new context. Who are we going to be in that place nine years down the road after nine years of experience? We'll find out, right? And what I'm also noticing in this time of transformation is something really interesting in my business. Years ago, I started out as sort of a solopreneur. You know, I wanted to make a one-to-one impact deep in people's lives, and then I started listening to something else in my business around 2017, 2018. I wanted to make a greater impact. And that's why I created a program 
a digital program that could reach thousands, right, to make a bigger impact. And I realized if I was the only one who could facilitate that, my impact is limited. And that's why I started the coalition, expanding my impact. I'm feeling the tug again about impact. I'm going to share more about that um, as things develop, but I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the impact of helping organizations go from multicultural to intercultural. I'm feeling the tug to have multi-generational organizations go to intergenerational organizations. I'm feeling the impact to help leaders make an impact in their organization. These are not things I chose. These are things that are evolving, that are coming right? And they have to go in my end game, right? Now, when we get, we went through transit, we go to transformation. Most people are thinking, Sunday, you're crazy. Like you've got so much going on. Is this possible? You really want to increase impact. You want to add complexity. And my answer is yes. (laughs) This is my definition of ambition. This is outside of external scope and scale. This is not the first time that I've done things that are, let's say, unexpected and people didn't understand and in hindsight realized, wow, that was a really great move, (laughs) right? I have done this before. I trust that inside of me. And it's the same thing with my clients. I have clients who are um, working full-time, they have children, they have a relationship, they have uh, binational families, they have outside committee responsibilities, and they come to me and say, hey, I also want to write a book. Other people would say, hey, you're crazy. That's too ambitious. But the question isn't that. It's about how do we make it happen? What kind of support needs to be in place? Where do you need to invest? How do you need to take care of yourself, right? How can you do things differently to make that happen, right? That is ambitious transformation and transition. Other people might have a wildly ambitious goal to just slow way down and do nothing. That would be an even more ambitious goal for some people than taking on a leadership responsibility, for example. Right? So do you see where I'm getting here? When you go through ATT and you listen closely, it impacts your end game, right? When we just do the end game outside of our context, outside of our life transitions, outside of the inner transformation, external and performance-led transformations we're feeling, outside of our own definition of ambition, it's just like a cognitive left brain exercise, disconnected from all of the other rich nuances in your life. When you first look at where you're at, right, ATT, it makes it much richer. So I feel truly blessed, right? When I have reached an end game and I'm ready to write a new one. And at this point in my life, I'm so grateful that I am looking at where I'm at and taking the richness of those answers and integrating it into what is next. I do look forward to this next phase. I do look forward to sharing next with you as it develops, as it unfolds. I'm not overwhelmed because I trust the process, right? So my invitation to you is to kind of get curious. What is the time frame that you want to write an end game for? And then identify 
in terms of that time frame, what is it that you want to be feeling, saying, doing, and experiencing? And if you want it to be really rich, walk through ATT for you and then infuse those answers into your end game, right? Thank you for experimenting with that. I can't wait to hear what your results are. Please reach out to me in an email or on social media and let me know what you took away, what you discovered about yourself, how it informed your end game. I want to hear from you. I will share more with you as we go on and keep the celebration going, not just for my nine years in business, but for you, we're going to do a special series called Summer Moves, Summer Grooves. And we will be having each week for the nine years I've been in business, nine weeks, nine podcasts that we will spotlight that actually represent the easiest way you can make a big move in your own life. I, together with my team and my clients, have handpicked the nine most impactful podcasts that we've noticed over the recent years that help my clients move forward on their end game in coming to terms with where they are at, right? And working on their ambitious transformation in transition. So really excited for you. Check it out on Instagram, on Facebook to be part of Summer Moves and Summer Grooves. I am going to be busy in the background, really enjoying this vision that I have for the summer and making my summer moves to work toward the end game, the new version of the end game based on ATT. I'll be back with fresh content after our summer move series and an update to you on how my moves went and announce a new format and give you a sneak peek at some of the amazing guests that I've got lined up. I cannot wait. So stay tuned for the upcoming series. Check it out on all the social media channels, summer moves, summer grooves. Let's make the next nine weeks unforgettable in your own ambitious transformation in transition. You've been listening to In Transit with Sunday Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with one of my favorite quotes from Jillian Michaels. Transformation isn't a future event. It's a present day activity. Um. <laughs>